Welcome to the Best Relationship Ever podcast. I'm Freddie Concio. And I'm Melinda Concio. To navigate the best relationship ever, we have found some of the greatest skills to accomplish this. Through 35 years of marriage and 25 years of pastoring, much of what we've learned will be shared throughout our podcast. So if you're interested in creating amazing relationships in your life, Hit that subscribe button so you won't miss any of our podcasts. Today is a good day to compare because we're going to be dealing with the subject of comparison and competition that happens in all relationships of life. What do you think about that? I think that's a good comparison. (laughs) No, it's true, though. I mean, I know it shows up for me all the time, not even when I'm looking for it. And I catch myself comparing or uh, putting up some type of standard and putting myself up against that, like, how am I showing up in this situation? There are many things that we compare with family of origin or family even now, you know, in our current family. Like, um, what did they say about me what did they talk about me and and how do they treat them and how do they treat me wait 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 i have a story what's that i want to talk about how your family gave you a nickname and how i learned about it well let's not talk about that today let's make that for another day no no okay okay go for it so freddie and i were married in 19 86. I know it was a long time ago, almost the ice age. But anyway. I was really young and she robbed me as a child. So innocent. Anyway, so we had already been dating for three years. I had met his family, his aunt, uncle, their cousins. Um, So I was thought I was prepared to spend time with the whole family (laughs) up in San Francisco. So the first year we're married, it'd been about, what, six months or so? We're going to go and minister at his aunt and uncle's church in San Francisco. Yes. Now, which is my birthplace. Yes, which is where he was actually born in San Francisco. So, all his extended family, and we're not going to talk about crazy, but extended family (laughs) are in San Francisco. They're awesome. They are. So, uh, we walk into the church. Now, the church is an old, is actually considered a historical place now in the city of San Francisco. So we walk up through these stairs and there along the stairway is this giant like bulletin board. And on it is this long writing poster, (laughs) like a banner. Yeah. And it's handmade and, and colored in by hand, but it says, welcome evangelist Nimi. And then it had on the bottom, the dates and it was the date we were there. And so I look at him, it's like, hey, babe, Freddie, who's this Nimi? Who is this that's coming? I thought we were speaking today. And he, that's when I learned. <laughs> his nickname was Nimi. Yes, it was Nimi. Because his cousin couldn't say his name as a child, as a baby, and it just stuck. So I thought it was a great story. So my middle name, let's just explain it all, okay? My middle name is Timothy, which is Timmy. And my little cousin could not say Timmy. I don't know what his problem was, but he would say Nimi, Nimi. And it stuck. And all my family up north knows me as Nimi 
Concio. So let's all forget about this and this. But act it's, like it's you great never heard to it. look at because when you talk about family of origin and how sometimes those things stick with you, these comparisons. If you grew up with brothers and sisters, you're always compared in that group, right? Which one's so the true. smart one? So Which true. one is not the smart one? And it sticks with you. You think like, oh, I escaped my family. But those things still come with you. And when you look at these things, you see even social media puts a a number on you with just that. Like comparison with how I ate dinner and how they ate dinner and yes. what vacation you took, what vacation I took, and all these different things. Social media is constantly promoting where you're at in those areas of competition or comparison. And the truth about any kind of social media, I do it myself. You don't put up your everyday picture, how you really look when you work out. Or when you wake up at first thing in the morning. Right. You're going to put on the, the glistening photo with your the best picture. app that you look the best in from the great view. But that's not real life. But we compare our everyday to their very best photo. Exactly, which puts us in a place of feeling inadequate, less than, yes. and all kinds of other things. I mean, the list goes on of what people compare. Here's a small little list. They compare their looks, yeah. how tall they are, how skinny they are, how short they are, mm. how beautiful, their flaws, their muscles, uh, color, uh, clothes, style, hair, eyes, voice, ethnicity, uh, background, uh, uh, rich or poor, uh, Democrat, Republican, believer, non-believer, talent, skills. I mean, it just goes on and on and on. Or even your education, your intelligence, your wisdom, the car you drive, the home you live in, the city you're at, uh, the job that you work, cell iPhone or not iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> cell phones, sports, yes. I mean, material stuff. I mean, it all goes on Steelers and on rock, and on. by the way. Comparison, there big time. And it hits you heavy when you start to look at it. Yes. Well, it does, especially if your identity is wrapped up in your outward appearance or your accomplishments, rather than who you really are. Yes. Because what, what is the uh, accomplishments from a comparison? Where does it put you? Because if you look at life on a scale of zero to five, and where do I fit in that? And depending on where I fit in that scale is how I'm going to take on life mm -hmm. or subdue myself, become victim to life. It is super powerful. I mean, the outcomes of comparison can really stink. I mean, things like uh, I'm better, I'm less, yeah. I'm more intelligent, I'm not as intelligent, Placement of one up or down yeah. to serve my ego, to uh, validate my stories. Well, wait, uh, wait, right, right there. Because that's a huge one. Yeah. Now, um, I think a little explanation, because we use that terminology all the time as to stories. Yes. But I think a, a definition or an explanation, a story is an ongoing thought process of where you, it's a narrative in your head yeah. of what's going on in your life. Now, they aren't always true, and most of the times are not true. No, they're not connected to reality many a time. That's right. And I know for myself, this is where a comparison hits me the hardest because I have this ongoing story from, I think, childhood. Well, not even I think, I know it's from childhood of not being good enough. 
that my sister was always smarter. My other sister was always more athletic. And I was the one who just, because I was the oldest, felt responsible for everybody else. Mm. And so there's always this ongoing story of not good enough. Now, what you said, it validates a story. When you have a story running in your head. Case build. You have to look for the, the if you're a sleuth, you know, a, what, what do they call that when you're a detective and you're looking for all the clues to prove your story? That's what we do with our stories. We yes. start looking for clues and comparison will validate or not validate your story. But most of the times in our brain, we yeah. can only validate it by what we see around us. Yes, Definitely. Melinda, do you remember that verse in Philippians? I'd love for you to read it. It's 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 a long verse, but I mean, just get the gist of this. This is amazing. Yeah, it is a great verse. So it's in Philippians chapter 2, verses uh, 3 and 4. It says, Do nothing from factional motives, through contentiousness, strife, selfishness, or for unworthy ends. That mm, alone. That's there right there. It's so yeah. much, right? Yeah. Or it keeps going, prompted by conceit or empty arrogance. Wow. Instead, in the true spirit of humility, which is lowliness of mind, let each regard the others as better than and superior to himself, thinking more highly of one another than you do of yourselves. Let each of you esteem and look upon and be concerned for not merely his own interest, but also for each the interest of others. That's a mouthful. I mean, when you think about that statement, think upon people more highly than yourself, a lot of people would immediately shun that and say, hey, what do you mean I'm going to think more highly than myself? In other words, think the better of them. Yes. There are some people in my life, I have to admit, they're a little more healthier than me. They're a little more smarter than me. So even when I'm meeting a stranger, I want to think the better of them, not the worst. Yeah. Well, that's where cynicism uh, comes in, that we just look at everybody as though they've already done us wrong and they owe us something, right? Yes. So we have to fight to defend ourselves even when there is no fight. That's what comparison does. It puts you in competition. So then I have to be better than you or show up better or look better So to validate the story in my head. Then the game is on. It is. And it is such a powerful thing. In relationships, I have seen people in marriage that they're actually competing with their spouse. It's true. Matter of fact, we're going to be doing an exercise in a little bit about our comparison and how we are. Yeah. It's going to be good. You're going to love it. But first, I want to talk about the best antidote or one of the best antidotes for uh, comparison and, and competition. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one word that it comes to mind is honor. Yeah. The word honor means to value. Yes. So when I value you and stop dishonoring you, what does dishonor mean? Dishonor means to treat as common, like a paper cup would be considered something common because once I'm done with a paper cup, I can throw it away. It's like disposable, yeah. It's disposable, it's common. Well, a human being, another person, is not disposable, nor their character, nor their personality, nor their 
abilities. I'm yeah. not going to just dispose of them. I want to honor them the best I can. So when I enter into that competition, I immediately put my place in a place of honor, to honor them, to honor who they are and what they've done and what they've accomplished so that I could celebrate with it. Because That's sometimes so good. we're so busy compa- competing and comparing, I don't even celebrate your accomplishment right. or what you've done or what you You're said. You're fighting so hard to be recognized for yourself or to be on top that you forget to look at the other person. Yep. And the second word besides honor would be thankfulness. Mm-hmm. That I'm just thankful for who I am. And what God's done in me, I'm just thankful. And when I enter into that thankfulness, I can be happy for others. That is so powerful. I've heard gratitude yes, being a such a powerful emotion and thought. I, I think it's a thought process that carries with it the emotion of happiness. That when I can stop to be grateful, one, for what God's done for me, being involved in other people's lives... It sort of takes away that competition that I have to beat somebody else. There is a scientific truth that you cannot be happy and envious at the same time. It just doesn't Ooh, coexist. That is so good. You cannot be happy so you can't and envious be, at the same time. Yeah. So when I'm envious, I want what somebody else has. Exactly. Or I like what they have better than what I have. That it robs my ability to be happy in the moment. Yeah. That is so powerful. It is. It is. Um, I'd love to do the exercise with you if you're open to it, because what we did here, let me explain what's going down, is Melinda and I wrote three questions to each other to ask each other. Mm -hmm. And we want to see our response. And this is going to be a live response that we have not read the questions in advance. And so you may see us pause a little bit <laughs> to give thought to these questions. Well, I, uh... <laughs> they're going to be pretty good. All right. Yes. So um, let me start with the first one, Melinda, if that's okay with you. I guess it is. Are you ready? Okay. Question number one for Melinda Concio. All right. Here we go. What is the first comparison that you might make? When you're with a group of women, what is oh. the first comparison that you might make when you're with a group of women? And that means women of all ages. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's a lot that goes on. First off, I'm as if a group of people I don't know. You say I'm walking into a group of women I don't know, like they're not friends. They're just a group of. How about a mixture of both? Some you do know, some you don't know. You're just in the middle of a group of women yeah. that you might make a comparison with this group. What's yeah. the first thing that you the go for? The first thing is, well, it's going to be the physical, what I can see. Ah. So it's a definite competition of how they look, but it's in a, in a comparison of, am I fitting in? Mm. It's, it's not so much, am I number one in this group? It's like, am I fitting in? Could so okay. um, it, it could be everything from age to clothes to hairstyle, you know, and... and How do I fit compared to them? In yes, other words, am I exactly. dressed appropriate Appropriately, compared to them? Do I look appropriate Do I look, compared? you know, All right, gotcha, 10, gotcha. 15 years older than everybody else here or younger than everybody ah, here? Okay, or, yeah, okay. It's all, all right, there. Question number two. Oh, we're going to do it that way. What okay. do you compare do you have with me? What comparisons do you have with me personally? Hmm. What are the ones that you may jump into every now and then compared to me? I'm really curious on this one. What comparisons do you have with me when you go into comparison sometimes? Gosh, 
Wonderful, sweet, lovable me. My my loving husband. Yes. Which I think uh, <laughs> to be honest. Let me. I'm, really? I'm trying. I'd to, love yeah. for you to be honest. I, do, I would not <laughs> like for you like it's for you to do anything. It's just a filler word. Isn't that weird? How we use that word? It's yes. just a filler. Yeah. Like no, I'm going to be dishonest. Um, I think the comparison as to ideas. Because I feel like many times, and here's a story. This is where it pops up. My story is that yours are always more important than mine. Mm, mm. That I can bring up an idea that I think is a great idea or a thought. But if you say it a different way or if you say it, yours is always going to trump. So that's I, where a competition shows I have up. to concede with you on that because I do have a bigger mouth. So my stories come <laughs> out a little bit bigger. But you're right. And, and I do sometimes override the stories that you have and or, or the thoughts that you have, the ideas you have, but not all the time. But yeah. thank you for being honest. That, yeah. That's a good one. I got one more. Are you ready for the biggie? Yeah, but you better get ready for these. Oh, Lordy. Okay, here <laughs> it comes. Okay. What do you feel in comparison with my mother? Oh, wow. <laughs> we went there. The in-laws. The in-laws. Here we go. Come on. What comparison do you have that you feel with my mother? Um. My wonderful Your mom is amazing. Mother. I love your mama. Um, I call her my mama. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say not a current comparison. Okay, so a past. Okay. But at the beginning of our marriage and mm. throughout, even child rearing, I felt like I was being compared in your brain to your mother, the way your mom would keep a house or the way your mom would speak up in certain situations. So I felt like not a direct competition from her, Mm. but it was through you that I felt you were emulating this expectation of I was supposed to be the same as your mama was, and I'm not. So I I might have pushed that narrative a little bit. I got to be honest, when I was younger, I... Thought my mom was the best. And yeah. then I found out you were amazing Aww. in many other areas. Well, and isn't that how competition works? It actually yeah. divides us. Yes. That, But we're all so different. And we have to be okay with different. Yeah. We have to be accepting and, and celebrating okay. that. Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. I've oh, got wow. some for Look you. Look at the time. We don't have more time. Mm-hmm, hey, mm-hmm. we're going to go with tennis shoes now. Just- yeah. No, 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 no. Okay. Are you ready? All right, let's do this. We've got this recorded. This is for uh, historical sake. This can always be used against you. Okay, here we go. Wow. A past event that you stepped out of your normal state of being because of competition. A past event that I stepped out of normal state of being because of competition. Mm -hmm. Wow. Oh, my goodness. That's a mouthful. Yeah. Okay, give me time, give me time. Mm-hmm. A past event that I stepped out of. Your normal, how you normally react or right, act. Right, how I normally react. Uh-huh. It had to be with the whole narrative of the family. Yeah. Because um, normally I, I try to take a leadership position of the family. When I say family, I'm talking about my sons and my uh, daughter-in-laws and my grandkids, the whole shot, and you being there. When when the family comes together for a family meeting, I immediately want to take the role of I am the lead minister, the lead pastor, the lead well, guy. Well, 25 years of pastoring, it, yeah, it sort of what, pushes you into that. That's what did it. And, yeah. the, and now I'm taking more of a 
of a of a back roll of hey, I want to support what they're coming up with, right. what they're sharing, and what they're doing. So it's totally changed my 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 competition or that comparison type wow. thing. Yeah. Okay. So can you think of a specific event that you stepped out of like your normal? Oh, because I was comparing. Just vacation planning. We just went on vacation a while back, and I immediately wanted to say, this is what we're going to do, how we're going to do it, and where we're going to do it, and what time we're going to do it, and blah, blah. And I went, whoa, 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 wait a minute, man. They get to throw their two cents in, and they get to throw in their ideas back up. And that's what I had to do. So you compared yourself. So yeah. were you comparing their ideas to your ideas? Yes, totally. Ah, so that's how it shut up. And then yeah. when their ideas didn't match up to mine, I went, wait a minute. How uh, dare they? Uh, <laughs> and I went, okay, all right, well, we can do it yeah. that way too. Yeah. So it, it, what you realized, you caught yourself. Yes. Well, that's good. That's really good. Okay. So when you look in the mirror, who are you comparing yourself to? Wow. I'm comparing myself to old Freddie. A younger Freddie? A younger Freddie. Back mm. in his 20s, back in his 30s. Yeah. And now I'm in my 50s. That's a different story. So a completely yeah. different story. And I don't know why I do, but I compare myself. So I tell myself, oh, I got to work out more. I got to eat better. I got to get younger. I got to. And it's just kind of like a losing game sometimes. Oh, I know. <laughs> I do it to myself. I beat myself up comparing to my older, younger self. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to say. Rather than just accepting and embracing the new person I'm becoming. Being okay with it. Rather embrace the new person. I bet I want to look like that old picture. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Okay. What is the story or lie that is perpetuated by comparing to an ideal or person or expectation? So, what is one of the stories that you have that you're perpetuating that's continuing because you're comparing yourself to? something else or somebody else um that i'm not being heard and Mm. that's also part of since i've changed my role in a lot of areas of my life of pastoring and being the lead person of the family and the whole shot i feel like i'm not being heard so therefore i enter into a place of saying i need to speak louder i need to speak up but i know i am being heard i know i am being you know, accepted and loved and, you know, covered. So you have that. to, you have to fight back that story. Yes, I have to fight back that yeah. story. Yeah. So when other people are talking, you find yourself in comparison. Like, are they, are they looking to him more than me or? Right. Exactly. Or are yeah. they listening to them or his wisdom more than my wisdom? Or, and then it becomes this, this game and I don't, I don't like it at all. Yeah. 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 I, I want to enter into the state of grace of that, that word honor where I yeah. honor them yeah. for their ideas and who they are. Yeah, that's so good. Thank you for being honest, babe. Well, one of us had to be. <gasps> oh, you're comparing. <laughs> Look at that. Let's, let's do this. Let's do this. Well, what about, here's a bonus question. Oh, Lord. If you so dared to ask or answer, I guess. While playing Uno, to what extent do you oh, go Lordy. in the competition of winning an Uno game in the amongst family will you go? Okay, we're talking the card Uno game. Yes, we are. And, and and there's no comparison in that game. There's nothing to talk Competition? about. Competition? There's nothing to see Not here. hidden cards under the table? 
Well, sometimes they fall out of my hands uh-huh. onto the floor. Or, yes. And so, so yes, and some just, people would deem that cheating. Uh-huh. And I, I don't understand why when a person has a, a dysfunction and so they there, drop no their cards. So there's no pressure, the competition to win going on in that situation. Well, sometimes when I'm with my sons and we're all playing, we do get a little competitive. But those girls, just like you... Well, I here's, mean, you get a little loud here's when the it comes truth. to games. The, here's the truth. Me and the girls are super competitive to win, but we don't cheat. We're just super competitive. Like, we're going to win and we're going to... But my guys, man, they just think it's hilarious because well, they know it drives us up the wall. We're just testing your flesh. Mm. We're just trying to see the kind of... People, the constitution Jesus that you have Jesus sees you. Jesus your, sees you. Okay, That's all, all I got right, to right. say. Well, it's time to put tennis shoes. All we right. got to get going. How, how, can we, how can we put this into action? How can we live this in an everyday life? How can we catch ourselves in competition to where we're not putting other people down or, or putting ourselves into a lineup almost? Well, uh, let me speak for, for myself, and then maybe you can share. Um, I find when I'm in that competition comparison triangle that happens i immediately ask for holy spirit to give me wisdom because i need something beyond myself yeah to come up with an answer because if i try to depend on my own mind i'm gonna get right back into those crazy stories and those thoughts rather than that just ask holy spirit hey is it time for me to be humble right now and just shut up and let them have their way or is it time for me to speak up and and really validate the thoughts that you've given me at this point and that's for me i call on holy spirit to give me some wisdom it's really good I think we need to rely on the sights that we can't see from the inside Something of our own head. Of yeah. yeah, exactly. It's hearing from God. When you just said Holy Spirit, not everybody might be familiar with that verbiage, but Holy Spirit being part of the triune part of God, there's the, the Father, the Son, Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the power, that uh, indwelling part that comes into a believer, those who ask most definitely, most definitely. So to be in practicality of, of not to be in comparison, I think one uh, is, like you said, asking for outside assistance, really, which is the greatest thing that you can do. But then two, taking that place of humility, mm. just being congruent to what God has created in me instead of trying to be somebody else or like somebody. Mm. I, if I can stay in that place of honoring other people, as you had said earlier, just recognizing that's an amazing human being right there. Yeah, definitely. Another way of looking at it, too, is is getting feedback. Mm. Because you can be in a group of people, and at the end of that session, pull one of them aside and say, hey, was I a little pushy there? Or did I push my idea? Uh, did I go over the top? Yeah. Uh, how did I show up in that conversation? And people will give you feedback if, you, if you're open to it. If you're not getting mad at them because they told you, hey, you were a little pushy or you were a little loud or, hey, you were a little uh, uh, dogmatic about your opinion. You know, yeah. it, It's great to have feedback. And feedback is wonderful if you can take it, like you said, as an outside perspective, but not internalize it as to where it becomes damaging. But that again, that's all based in humility, right? Yeah. That I'm able to hear what somebody else says. Yeah. And then being grateful that I am who I am. Yeah. Uh, there's always areas to improve, 
But if I'm comparing to other people or basing my identity on what they see or think of me, then that's where the unhealthy part comes in. So true. Yeah. Well, thank you so much because the bottom line that I've learned from this conversation is comparison does not serve me, no. nor does it serve anyone else. When when because there's negative comparison that immediately shows up. I'm not talking about typical comparison like I compare this guy to be six foot and this guy to be five foot. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about comparison where one person has to get put down or the other person gets lifted up, or one person gets in a state of sorrow and depression, and another one gets in a state of victor. You know, and there's a victor and a victim, and, and you, you don't have to live that way when comparison does not serve you or the competition does not serve you. There are such things as competition. You've got sports in competition. There's nothing wrong with that. But I'm basically saying that comparison doesn't overall serve you. So thank you for listening today. It was a good time. And thank you, Melinda, for those wonderful questions that were so poignant and so excellent. <laughs> Well, thank you, babe. And thank you for the honesty and letting us use your stories about competition because I think it's powerful. It's so easy sometimes to see it in somebody else and then we can apply it to our lives. I so agree. I love you, babe. Thanks. I love you. I love you more. No, no, don't compare because then we're going to go uh, there. All right, all right, all right. Then what about the time I did this, that, mm. and the other and that, and that shows you all that right. I win? I'm a wiener. (laughs) I don't think so. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. Something to remember. God has placed relationships as one of his top priorities, and I believe we can learn to do that as well. Like and subscribe to BRE Podcast. Be sure to share with friends best relationship ever is based out of covering ministries you can find and follow us on facebook and instagram there is also a link directly to our website in the show notes please consider partnering with us help us see this program reach thousands who are in need of support and trainings